0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester CXCast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research, or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. My name is Diana Laufer, along with my co-host Sam Stern. You'll hear our voice each week. And welcome to another episode of CX Cast. I am your host Deanna Laufer, and I am joined today by my colleagues Sam Stern and Maxi Schmidt. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Hello. Sam and Maxi are going to talk about their joint research on how to set employee goals that drive great customer experience. Um, first of all, why why did you tackle this topic? Why do you find it uh, relevant right now?
1: Sure. So. Um, What we've seen is there's all these companies, obviously, and uh, and of course we see this in the Forrester CX practice, that are trying to transform uh, their organizations to be able to deliver great customer experience. And they are sort of running into this challenge of saying, well, we need every employee at the company to contribute to this in the right way. Um, The short-term answer some of them, many of them, come to is, we're going to, you know, give everyone an MPS target or give everyone a goal. And there are so many examples that we found in our research and we've talked about in the past where that just leads to cheating the system, gaming the system. Um, And so we thought it would be a good time to think about what are the right ways to um, goal, incent, um, align employee outcomes in terms of their performance evaluation with customer experience targets and outcomes that you're going for, and do that in a way that actually makes it um, clear for employees how to contribute, rather than just gives them something that scares them into, you know, looking for shortcuts or, or cheat codes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's also the 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 thing that we that we heard most is that the biggest challenge is that you know customer experience is typically cross silos. So there yes. are many many people in an organization involved in delivering them, but then when you see how they're managed, is they're managed in silos, <laughs> like with their own metrics. And we found one example of a company that had like three departments uh, participating in, in the customer journey, and each of those was gold on efficiency. So basically they were throwing the ball to the other department as, as quickly as possible. which as, yeah. exactly <laughs> you meant that the time to resolution for the customer increased and increased, which is a really, really poor experience. But so how do you overcome that that old way to do performance management, to set goals, to... Accommodate a customer experience that crosses those departments? And that was the thing that
0: we asked ourselves and we asked in the research. So, if you're aligning employee goals to customer experience goals, then because the customer experience, you're looking at it from an outcome perspective, then you shouldn't have those problems where you've got sort of people working cross purposefully.
1: Well, you, you, you come to realize pretty quickly that if we're thinking and looking at the customer journeys mm-hmm. in which they inherently are, then by definition, the journeys cross these different touch points and silos in our organization that really don't matter to the customer, right? They don't care that we're organized in this way. They just want to complete their journey. And so we need to have, we as the organization need to have goals, need to have ways of measuring performance that pull people's uh, mindset out of that siloed thinking. And that needed to be part of the solution to the right performance targets for employees that align them with delivering them the right customer experience outcomes.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, how do companies um, align employee and customer experience goals? Well, we
2: saw in the research that companies that did this well, they had a balance of two things. So the first was that they did they did set goals, obviously, but they set goals that were based on customer journeys and outcomes, like we just talked about. So they, they were they were able to make sure that when employees fulfill those goals, customer experiences would be good. And we can talk a little bit more about how they did that. But then on the back end, and this is something that, Sam, you're most passionate about, they also did a lot to enable employees to understand why the goals were set the way they were, to understand how they contributed to those goals, and to, to share information about the goals in a manner that, T- didn't perpetuate that thinking about the, the goal is the goal <laughs> you, you know your metric is a target but that made sure that the metric is the way that you check yourself against the progress that you want to make you want to you want to have certain customer-centric behaviors and the metric helps you understand whether you're performing them well and whether the behavior is the right one obviously but as as opposed to saying you know let's all go for the score I remember the remember the Pitney Bowls guys they said you don't make a pig fatter by weighing it And that was really something that came across in the interviews, that that's not how you go about it.
1: Yeah. And so a big part of it, um, that second piece, is making employees feel like they are empowered by having the right information, by having an environment that focuses on behaviors and getting better, rather than just on what the score, what the outcome of their activities was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that... You know, you're creating for them the feeling that they can achieve these goals, and and I think because I think we all want to come to work and feel like we can be successful, um, that we're contributing to something that really matters. But it really can be demoralizing if you know, the flip the flip side is true, where you come in and you're expected to hit this NPS target, and you have no idea how to do it <laughs> or what what are the right things that you should focus on in your work that will deliver better. Uh, customer outcomes
0: yeah and then in that situation no wonder people are gaming the system because exactly. right. they really don't know what to do
1: right yeah. that's the only thing they can think to do um, without clear guidance um, uh, that, yeah go
2: ahead and that was the interesting thing when you so when you think about this balance of accountability and empowerment that leads us back to how do you create accountability so then the accountability isn't just anything but it's about understanding how do the different employees even contribute to customer experience at the basic level right mm-hmm. Um, There could be a a map, a stakeholder influencer map, but then also understand what is it currently that prevents them from delivering good customer experience. We had an example where where a company uh, launched functionality that made it easier for customers to to book two one-way flights to get a round-trip ticket. Mm -hmm. And that was great because their conversion numbers went up. That was what the team was gold on. But then later on, when the customers wanted to change that, they had to then call basically about two flights, which was a bad customer experience. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that you need to figure out. Is there anything currently in the way that you set goals that prevents you from creating accountability that helps to deliver on targets?
1: Yeah, and I I love that example because they were looking at it with good intentions, right? Two one-way flights sometimes uh, nets out to a lower overall cost, which is great for the customer, right? And so boosted conversion rates, and they're thinking, mission accomplished. But canceling or changing two one-way flights, especially if they're on different airlines, is a real headache. And they hadn't looked across that entire customer journey because the team responsible for optimizing that booking experience only thought about uh, cost for customer, ease of booking, and conversion rates. Right. And so once they had optimized for that, they moved on. Whereas um, once they realized that this was mm-hmm. a problem, they realized that the, the larger problem they had was that they weren't taking that end-to-end customer journey um, perspective. They were thinking of their journey to book a flight. The customer does think of that as an end-to-end interaction that's Mm -hmm. part of a larger travel journey, and Expedia uh, wasn't looking at that larger travel journey and wasn't goaling um, its employees on looking at that larger travel journey.
2: Exactly. And then, so what you see, if you look at that, then the next step is pretty clear, right? So we found companies that actually overcame those problems. So remember when I talked earlier about those three departments ever throwing the ball to each other? So the company uh, that had those three departments, what they did is they assigned an overall goal to those departments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, in, in the interview, they said, you know, we were going to incentivize collaboration. I was like, well, how did you do that? Did you, you know, did you measure how often they met or what they did? And they said, no, no, we just gave them a common goal. We forced them to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And the common goal was uh, customer time to resolution. So now, if you threw the ball over the wall to the next <laughs> department and time to resolution went up, then you just didn't make your metric. And that's an interesting thing. So that was one of the key takeaways for me from the from the research was that you, you set goals that, that incentivize collaboration by setting goals that are more aligned with the customer outcomes as opposed to what the individual employees contribute to it, while you still look at what they contribute to it because that leads us to the second big thing is what are the behaviors that help this? So in this case, the behavior would be collaboration. The behavior would be to, in customer service to, to check what the problem is that the customer has as opposed to just throwing it over the wall.
0: Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of the, one of the main findings from the research, one of the greatest examples. I really like what you said about collaboration. I think it goes back to um, what another recent guest on our uh, CX cast said, TJ Kitt, um, which is that collaboration is necessary to achieve great CX. And so shouldn't goals be uh, aligned around collaboration? And it seems obvious to me now that you said it, but I bet a lot of companies aren't, um, aren't doing that today.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a big barrier to that. At a lot of companies, which is to say that um, you know your goals are set in in almost all cases by your direct manager,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, so that perpetuates up in in that business unit or in that department, and so then that sort of um, calcifies around a silo, um, and so it does take someone like the CX team, frankly, who's mm-hmm. mapping journeys, who's looking at these cross silo, cross department experiences, to help break out of that uh, very natural mindset and bring people to this broader understanding of um, how they can contribute to the customer experience in a meaningful way, not just in optimizing their own efficiency in this example, but in making it easier for their colleagues mm-hmm. to be efficient so that they're all efficient together for the customer.
0: Yeah. Great. So so what other tips or lessons do you have for um, folks who, who want to set better employee goals that align with CX metrics. How do you overcome some of these challenges? There's
2: one that that really struck me when we did the research, and that is look at your culture and uh, let that culture determine how you share information about how well employees perform on goals. So we had one interviewee who said, our culture is just not at a place where we can just share scores. If you do that, then it will be all about the score, Score scores, the goal. We don't want that. Another uh, interviewee said, you know what, we actually don't want our, our managers to share service scores. We want them to come up with a game plan based on service scores, internal quality evaluation, and that's what we're sharing, because we know that this is how we get people to to actually do this. And then you know, for me, when you look at the research on the role of metrics in customer obsession, that's really where it comes down to. Is your culture ready to take a score a metric without then just optimizing for that metric, or do you need to share much more carefully that you share uh, you know what could be the game plan, what are the behaviors that you need to change as opposed to here 's your score and now you know go deal with it
1: That was one of yeah. the big
2: things for me from that research
1: well, another one that sort of um, jumped out for me um, was the the thought about um, changing some of your CX measurement so that you were collecting information about. Impact of changed employee behaviors, which is to say that um, let's add some questions to the survey so that we, uh, our customer survey, so that we know whether employees are acting in a new, better way. Um, And we have that data as perceived by customers. I mean, what better sort of ultimate uh, evidence for the changing behaviors could we find Mm -hmm. um, as a way to say, yeah, we need to collect this data so that we have the real accountability and the real way to feed back to them that you think you're making changes and here's here's the good news we see this we see it's working or we don't see evidence yet let's revisit this as maxie said with with, with that coaching mindset so that coaching mentality to try and get better
0: yeah that i mean that would also provides some interesting information which is okay we've identified these behaviors that em- employees need to um, need to do they say they're doing it we think they're doing it right. but the customer isn't perceiving it yet so there's some there's something missing there so it provides that check to make sure that yes this is being done and it is following it is coming through in the experience right mm-hmm.
1: the ultimate accountability here is that customers do notice perceive that it's a different experience better experience Mm -hmm. all the behavior change in the world isn't worth it if customers don't care
0: right yeah like my sandwich is being made faster but do does it seem like it's faster to me and then lastly, you know what I also
2: think is really important? We've been talking a lot about the CX team and the responsibility, but all of the people that we spoke to were working very collaboratively with HR to do this yeah. mm-hmm. because all of those goals are embedded in the bigger performance management system, and you need to, you need to review that, revise that. I mean, the, the current way of performance management often uses a lot of time but doesn't accomplish much. So we found mm-hmm. this one company in Australia, AMP. They hired an agency continuum to apply design thinking to the performance management process which is really interesting. And they changed the way they do performance management to conversations throughout the year that the employee and the manager agree on. And they found a new way to define what great performance means. And th- I think that's the, the bigger picture that we can't um, can't forget about.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Creating conditions where you can have this ongoing conversation. Coaching feels more like a back and forth about your behaviors and and in the larger context of your performance rather than just these sort of annual or quarterly check-ins that kind of define a lot of performance evaluation, performance management today. Um, so I, I, we, we included that example in the report. I think it was a really good one to, to remind people to, that you've got to um, partner with HR and you've got to make some fundamental changes here alongside uh, the changes to these employee goals.
0: Yeah. So big takeaway, CX Pro, if you haven't already, go make friends with your with your HR lead because they'll be very necessary for this. Thank you so much, uh, Maxie and Sam. Listeners can read a lot more about this topic in their report, How to Set Employee Goals That Drive Great CX. And we will link to that in the show notes. Um, So thanks again for being on CXCast today. It was an honor as always. Pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's CXCast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in this episode in the podcast show notes. For questions or suggestions, please contact me at D-L-A-U-F-E-R at Forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality.